and welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories that hold the medium of sound, showcase the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here's your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And we are today um, almost eight years old here on Radio Drama Revival. The past seven years, uh, we have played uh, hundreds and hundreds of hours, uh, not quite 300 hours of audio drama adventures uh, for you. Um, so, of course, we've accrued quite the back catalog of programming, and um, there are uh, great new shows that continue to come out and plenty of archives by uh, groups that we have had um, had on the show before, have uh, more shows that we haven't played. There's so much more out there. Um, but uh, we sort of, I sort of thought as uh, we sort of look at um, where we have been in the last seven years that we might revisit the archives of Radio Drum Revival and show some of the best um, that is out there. And that's kind of what our theme is going to be here for the next uh, eight weeks or so, talking about um, uh, great shows from years prior on Radio Drama Revival. So um, if you are super, super, super loyal listener, you may have heard some of this. Um, if you've missed many episodes, you all may may be pleasantly surprised by things that have been on Radio Drum Revival that you haven't heard yet. Um, so we're starting going back um, to 2008, uh, January, we had played um, this piece by Roger Gregg, The Salmon of Blackpool. Um, it, uh, we played almost everything that Roger Gregg has released here on Radio Drum Revival over the years. Um, but uh, the piece that I think really stands up uh, the most is this Salmon of Blackpool. Now, most of uh, Roger is known for uh, stuff that's uh, very myth-related and has a lot about the uh, the Irish unconsciousness, um, or is perhaps um, fantasy, sci-fi, or um, all, all sorts of uh, the sorts of things. But uh, this is a contemporary drama, which is a form that is really less uh, less uh, less used in in radio drama. Now, uh, you know, the BBC, of course, does uh, have plenty of contemporary drama, but it's sort of uh, uh, you know, it kind of feels like a stage play. The the the, the use of say sets and and time transitions and and editing and such um, is, is doesn't always push the boundaries the way that Roger uh, was able to. Um, and this was his last production for the uh, RTE um, in Ireland. And uh, to me, one of the finest shows he ever did. But I also think it was a bit controversial for its time and and got him in some trouble with the. Uh, uh, editors over there, but um, I, I think it stands up. It's one of my favorite shows. Um, so we'll be revisiting that. There are four 30-minute episodes. Uh, we'll be hearing two today and two next week here on Radio Dump Revival. Um, basically the story of a homecoming to Cork, Ireland uh, that goes a little differently than anybody would have expected. Um, Seven Blackpool, parts one and two. Crazy Dog Audio Theatre, in association with RTE Radio, presents The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg. Episode 1. How's it going, Johnny? How are you doing? Hey, listen, I've been, uh, I've been busy finishing off that script. I've sent it off to Sheldon, but I haven't heard anything back from him yet. I'm sure I will, though. I know you want to hear it, so I'm going to read it to you. I mean, you're not going anywhere, right? (laughs) Right, so, page one. It's the opening title sequence, and uh, we're going to open with the morning that I first met you. We don't see your face yet. All we see is your hands and your arms struggling to get your feet to move. It's as if they're like lead weights at the bottom of your legs. And then we see those canes 
Jesus, remember those canes? And we're going to jump cut then to a salmon, and uh, it's a returning salmon, and it's from the fish's point of view, and, you know, he's struggling up a river, and the water is churning, and, you know, there's rocks and things, and he's fighting his way upstream. We're going to cut back and forth between the salmon and you struggling to walk. And then next scene is me, and it's uh, my first meeting with our producer, Sheldon, in Hollywood. You know that big conference room of his, you know, all flash with a big long oak table. And uh, he and I are sitting there, and we're watching the closing scene of my film, Shawnee Boy. The door's opening. He's coming. Oh, you understand, boy? He's got something. It's a shotgun? No. He's taking him. Bring him down. Bring him down. Ryan, I like your work. It's good. It's very, very, very good. It's ju- at Sundance, the judges said that. Yeah, I know what they said at Sundance. I know. And they're right. Shawnee boy. <laughs> That's a sad little story you got there. I bet you're not a dry eye in the house, right? <laughs> you really know how to engage an audience, let me tell you. Well, I, I just think it's got to do with having a strong central character. Exactly. Strong central character. Shawnee boy, the old Irish farmer who thinks he's a cowboy, and then he gets shot by the police. I mean, fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> So bittersweet. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Maybe that's just part of your Irish thing, huh? You know, telling real sad stories. Sad stories. So I see you're from this uh, little place, Cork, right? That's the city, right? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Cork? No, no, not really. I'm just making sure. Oh, right. Is that important? Yeah, yeah. But you left Cork. Yeah, I did, yeah. Why? Ah, well, just like it's a small place. It's, it's too small to support any kind of anything. <laughs> right, right. So the small town boy with a big dream moves up to the big city. Yeah, yeah, I did. I, I've been based up in Dublin now for years, but I had to move up, like, to the big smoke or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tell me about it. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio. Ever hear that? No. No, and you never will. <laughs> Little towns, you know, you, you gotta leave them if you want to move up in the world. Yeah, well, sure, that's why I'm here in LA, but uh, so far I've only done Shawnee Boy. Mm, don't do that. Don't do what? That thing, that shame thing. Ah, well, it's just not much of a resume, like. Well, there you go again. Why are you doing that? You're cutting your own throat, you know? There's plenty of people in the world that are going to do that for you, you know? You never do it to yourself. You know, you should be proud. Well, I am proud. Well, good. Do yourself a favor. Get a bottle of confidence and drink it. <laughs> okay, Mr. Workers. It's Sheldon. Call me Sheldon. So, how's it all going for you? Well, uh, Sheldon, uh, I'm, I'm feeling my way around, you know, just trying to meet the right people. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, yeah, people here have been really, really nice, you mm. know, just about everybody has seen me. It's crazy. Crazy? Yeah, the way doors open here. <laughs> what are we going to do? Keep them closed and let the competition hook the next big thing? It's our job to be interested, and you got a great product. <laughs> well, it's, I tell you, it's not Ireland, that's for sure. What? They don't want to make money over there? Ah, well, they do, but... It's just hard to get in the doors, you know. Oh, too bad. It's their loss. We got plenty of Irish talents here in Hollywood, and they're doing as good as anybody else. You know, better, in fact, you know, because you Irish guys, you got it all. You're white. You got, you got blue eyes. You know, you look good. You're good at accents. I mean, you Irish guys can pass for anything, you know, English, American, whatever. <laughs> Richie, I'm going to play it straight with you, okay? 
Okay. I think you are just the right guy for a very, very special project we're developing. What, a movie? Yeah, a movie. And it's going to be big. Big? Big, big. It's a special kind of project. Special? Yeah. And we need a writer. A real writer who can do characters that really tear at your heartstrings. Well, I can do that. I know. And that's why you're here. But, but also, okay, this project needs a, a writer who has uh, an intimate knowledge of the terrain, if you know what I mean. No. Well, the setting, the culture, the whole schmeel, you know, we, we need authentic uh, dialogue. Authentic. Yeah, you know, the quaint way of speaking. Quaint? Like, what, what do you mean quaint? Quaint, <laughs> like what you're doing right now. <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> I think you are definitely the guy to write this for us. It's, a, it's the politically correct thing to do in today's world, you know? I mean, you are just so right for this project, you know? Because, Richie... This thing is set in Ireland, in Cork. Oh. Yeah. So, what are you doing for the next couple of years? Well, I was hoping to get work. <laughs> right, right. Well, how does this figure strike you? <laughs> oh, gee. Well, <laughs> how can I say no? I'm in. I'm doing. Great, great. Well, one thing, okay? You can't tell anybody about this. I mean, you can say you're writing something for us, but not exactly what it's about. I mean, we don't want the press to get a hold of it. We want to hold them off as long as we can. Yeah, of course, yeah. Okay. Well, let me clue you in to some of the basics. You know Johnny Gallagher, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Who doesn't? Right, right. Well, A-list, box office, biggest actor to come out of Ireland like ever, you know? And he's a guy from Cork, like you, right? Now, I'll tell you, this, this agency here is pretty much built around him. Why, is he going to star in our film? No, Johnny is more like the inspiration for it. You know all those chaos movies. I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what are, what are they up to now? Is it uh, Chaos 4 or something, is it? Yeah, Chaos 4. Well, yeah. actually, it's not finished because they just started production nine months ago. And I'm sure I know what you're going to say. More shoot 'em up crap, milk in the franchise for everything it's worth, you know. <laughs> and you're right. But the bottom line is they do good box office. But for this sequel... Johnny and I held out for a lot of money, a record sum. In fact, everything was set up, and then, of course, zip, the production stops. 80% of it in the can, and it stops. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I heard about that. He had a breakdown on the set or something. Uh, sure, then he went into hiding. Mm. It was in the papers. They mm. said he, he's got a drug habit. Is mm. that right? Well, hold on a second. I want to show you this. <clears throat> Well, uh, what is this? This is the roughs, Richie, the outtakes from the last day of shooting Chaos 4. Here, oh, just oh, watch okay. this. Four, the tough get dead. Uh, scene 23, Stormin' Terrorist Compound, take five. We're rolling. Camera speed. All right, people, plenty of high intensity. Let's do it. And action. Mr. President, we can't allow you to go through with this. Stand aside, General. I'm going in there. Mr. President, we can't risk you being taken prisoner. Or worse. Worse? I'll tell you what's worse, General. A president who sat by while 14 children were beheaded by terrorists. But you can't... Don't tell me what I can and can't do, General. Now stand aside. I'm not afraid of facing death. I'm going in. Then God go with you, sir. Yeah, right. Just have your men cover me. Yes, sir! Okay, man, you hear the president. Lay down some cover and fire! Here I go! Ah! Ah! Damn! 
Okay, cut, 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 stop, stop. Hold on, everyone. Just hold on, hold on. Johnny, 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 you're supposed to run all the way up to the doorway. What, what, what are you doing? It's called tripping, you Some, idiot. Can somebody help Johnny, please? Don't touch me. Oh. Don't you touch me. What's the story with these boots, Tommy? What boots, Tommy? These boots! The boots I'm wearing! Is there a problem with the boots? Why do you think I keep falling over, Tommy? Someone screw with my boots. Johnny, why would anybody want to screw with your boots? Well, somebody must have. Was it you, Tommy? No, what? Didn't I give you this gig? Well, shoot. I could have done it myself. I, I, I've directed myself before. So when I tell you somebody's been screwing with my boots, then somebody has been screwing with my boots! Okay. okay. Weight it down or we'll, something. We'll check the boots. Eddie, can we get can we get the costume girl here? Eddie, what's her name? Marsha. Marsha, can Marsha can Marsha! Marsha, get over here. Now! What's the problem, Tommy? Marsha, Johnny needs new boots. New boots? Yeah. Listen, you moron! Johnny got her what? No boots! No! Okay, calm down, I'll get you the boots! Okay, yeah. What are you all staring at? What are you looking at? Johnny, J Johnny, calm down. What's wrong with you people? Johnny, Marsha's gonna get you new boots. And I want these ones checked. I swear to God. I swear to God. They'll be checked. We'll check the boots. Yeah, wait. I've been tripping in them all day. I got first out of the trailer, then in makeup. And you know what? This thing with the boots started yesterday. Well, calm down, Johnny. I, I can help calm you. But down. I, I, Don't calm. tell me to calm down. Are you joking? I swear to God. Look at my knee. There's blood. Is someone trying to kill me or something? Anyway, I don't think we could roll. But... Oh, you just, wow. you the sound guy. Okay. It was you, wasn't it? Hey, you. No, 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 Johnny. I, I just. I want you out of here, Tommy. Hey, I want him fired. You're a nobody. Get out of here. Come on. I want you out of here. What do you think? I think uh, Johnny Gallagher is very difficult. I worked with Johnny Gallagher for nearly 30 years, and every year he got worse. The fame, the power, you know, it all twisted him, made him distant. I mean, he was never close to anybody as far as I could see anyway, but I mean, uh, these past few years, whew. Yeah, right. <laughs> but at the beginning, well, he was all right. He could get on with people a bit, you know. I mean, he had nothing, he was nothing. But I'll tell you, the first time I saw him, he looked great. Great features, stunning. You know, he could have been a model, star quality. So, I put him on the books, got him an audition. And bingo, he got a break. A little throwaway on a sitcom pilot. It was nothing, a crummy bit thing, playing a taxi driver. But he had one line. One line, Richie. <laughs> it was supposed to be a one-off, right? But the response, <laughs> who could argue? A month later, he was a regular on the show. And the rest... It's history, Rich. So this, this film project, uh, the Johnny Gallagher story. Yeah, from beginning to end. End? It's a crazy world, Richie. It's got nothing to do with who deserves what. Living, dying. It's all just chance. Uh, uh, hold on, am I missing something here? Ever hear of amyotropic lateral sclerosis? They call it ALS for short. No. Motor neuron disease. The motor neurons that break down, they're like these uh, little wires running from your brain down your spine into all your muscles that tell them when to move or contract or whatever. And if they break down, Rich, that's it. You lose control of the muscles and they all just waste away. And what can they do for it? Nothing, Richie. They can do nothing. You get this owls, Rich, and no one knows for sure why or how. All they know for sure is that it kills you in a year, two years, maybe longer. You know what happens? No. 
In the end, you choke to death. You drown because you can't even swallow your own spit. Oh, that's, uh... Oh, that's, uh... That's, that's pretty gruesome. Hmm. Thing is, it starts off slowly. It's different for different people. With some, it starts up in the tongue, you know, and one day they start slurring their speech. Sometimes, for some people, it starts in the fingers, you know? They can't work their car keys or get their buttons to button. Right. But I think with most people, it starts down on the feet. Footfall, they call it. Feet kind of dropping to the ground when you walk, kind of going plop, 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 you know? And then they start falling over. Tripping, like? Tripping. And they don't know why, and they think maybe, maybe something's wrong with their... Boots. Johnny Gallagher. He's dying, Richie. Amyotropic lateral sclerosis. That's awful. And you want to know the kicker? I've landed the biggest picture deal of my career. Biggest picture deal in this town in the last 30 years. I mean, I smell box office. Everyone smells box office. We all smell the Oscars. Everybody wants in on this thing, you know? They all know it's a sure winner. We're going to wipe the boards. (laughs) So, I guess I should be happy, but, you know, I'm not. True story. (laughs) Yeah. But you, you should thank your lucky stars, you know, because you are in the right place at the right time. I don't understand. Johnny Gallagher's gone back home. What, to Cork? Yeah. But he hasn't set foot in the place in like... In 28 years. So why would he go back after all this time? I don't know. He's got a screw loose, if you ask me. Hell, he's been living like a total recluse for the last five years. You know, he, you know, he never even leaves his house unless he's got, like, work. <laughs> and with this disease killing him, you know. But it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> oh, it's all a mystery. What can I say? I mean, what's his condition? Well, I'm not sure, you know. But I do know it's a steady downhill thing, you know. Last I heard, it was just still in his feet. So, so what's he doing? How do I know? I mean, okay, he, he's not alone. I mean, there's some kind of specialists with him, a nurse or whatever. And he's got people bending over backwards for him. You can be sure of that. Hang on a minute. Does he know about the movie? Yeah, yeah, he knows. But when I talked to him, he wasn't exactly in the mood to discuss the project, if you know what I mean. Yeah, but he's going to cooperate with us, right? Rich, how can I put this? Johnny does what he wants to do, when he wants to, and everyone else can go to hell for all he cares, you know? And that was his attitude when he was healthy, you know? So what can I say? I'm not going to kid you, okay? He's got a major malfunction in his personality. I mean, we tried to get him counseling once during his second divorce, and he had an altercation with the counselor. <laughs> we had to settle out of court. <laughs> yeah. So that's just who he is, you know? He's, he's, he's uh, not a people person. Yeah, but Sheldon, if he, if he doesn't talk hey, to me, hey, like... No problem. That's why you're here. You are from Cork, you know? So you just make up something plausible and you fill in the blanks. Ah, yeah, but the facts of his life will have look, to have look, some... Look, Richie, Richie. Sure, okay, the official angle is authentic, true story, right? But your job is to write something just that's based on fact. Based on fact? Yeah, you know, loosely based on fact. You know, names and dates, <laughs> who really cares? What we really want to see, okay, is the little blue-eyed homeless boy with no shoes fighting to escape the close-minded small town in the middle of nowhere and with everybody all around him trying to drag him down and hold him back, but he's better than they are, so he breaks free, he climbs out, he escapes, he gets to America, you know, and then in the end, he finds fame and fortune in Hollywood. Ah, yeah, yeah, just like rags to riches. Rags to riches, nail on the head. But also, the whole time... His character has got to be... Warm. Right. 
war. Like a, like a hero. Exactly. Exactly, Richie. He's the hero. He's got to be the hero in the story. Uh, you know, we got to show him as a, a great guy, funny, warm, loving, giving, noble. Which you know. he's not. <laughs> okay. Come on. It's a movie, you know. In life, Johnny is who he is. But in the movie, we have to like him. We have to love him. You know. You know this. Yeah, we have to engage with him. That's right. We have to cheer him on. We have to laugh with him. We have to cry with him. We have to be there with him, holding his hand when he dies choking on the bed with a tube down his throat or whatever. You know, when he's when he can't swallow no more. And, and then after the credits roll, we got a postscript that says... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Johnny Gallagher died on December 29th or whatever. You know, true story kind of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And afterwards, the people have to wipe the tears from their eyes and go out of that cinema and step out underneath that big night sky and look up at the stars. Right, Rich? And they got to feel in their hearts that life is worth living, that love will conquer all in the end. You get me? I'm only in America. Okay, that too. Whatever. The bottom line is, in the end, it cannot be depressing, you know? It's got to be uplifting. A feel-good movie. That's right. Feel-good. Give us the feel-good, exactly. No European dark, suffering nihilist crap. Right, yeah, uplifting, uh, optimistic and... Right, right. This is your big chance, Richie. I know you can do it. You really can do it. And I will. Great. My people will sort out the contracts for the first draft and everything, and you sign them, and it'll be first class all the way for you, kid. You know, you meet Johnny, you talk to him, live with him, interview him, spend all your time with him, do whatever it takes. You got plenty of time. They tell me he's got at least a year, a year and a half. All you got to do is write us a good script. Especially the early days, you know, the little boy. We want to see the little boy. You know, that's what's going to hope the audience. Believe me, the little boy with blue eyes. Yeah, all right then. And who knows? <laughs> you know, he might even like you. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. <laughs> So that's the first big scene, Johnny. You see, there's a note of irony already because me, a little cock filmmaker, finally gets to Hollywood, gets the big break I dreamt about my whole life, and bang, he sends me right back here where I started from. Cork. So anyway, the next scene, and we cut to this place, you know, the usual establishing shots of Cork, you know yourself, the hills, the Spire of St. Finbars, the shaky bridge, you know, the ugly street lights in Patrick Street, and that's some of that old new crap they've built in the last few years. And then we get a white shot of this place up in Montanari. You know, I never saw a house so big. You know, big gardens surrounded by these huge, huge walls. And when we're looking at this big Edwardian mansion with the rose gardens, my car pulls up, the door opens, and we hear roaring from inside in the house. So right away we know you are not a happy man. Marcella! Marcella, Marcella! How many times do I have to call you Marcella? What, Mr. Gallagher? What the hell is wrong with you? I'm sorry, Mr. Gallagher. I was letting this gentleman in. Hi, Mr. Gallagher. I'm uh, Richie Ryan, uh, Sheldon Burgess. Marcel, who put all these flowers in here? Flowers? Yeah, flowers. See, they're there, they're there, they're there. Are you blind? Is this a funeral home? Somebody take them out of here right now. Mr. Gallagher, you shouldn't be drinking at this hour. Get off my back, Marcel. It's not even noon, and this gentleman is here to see you. What? Did you bring these flowers? Me? No, I just arrived. This who brought them? Who brought the flowers? Perhaps Sinead brought them. Sinead, the new girl. Yes. Sinead! Sinead, get in here! Yes, Mr. Gallagher? Did you bring all these flowers in here? Yes, ain't they lovely? No. No? Get them out of here now. Get them off the pianos. Get them off the bookcases. Get them off the shelves. Get them all out. 
What should I do with them all? I don't care what you do, trash them. Just get them out of here now. Oh, now, why are you still standing there? Get them out! Mr. Gallagher, we both know there's something deeper oh, going on here. Don't start with that, Marcella. Don't start. You need to start facing I up. said don't! This anguish you put yourself through, it's not necessary. I put myself through? I put myself through this, you do I? You are not following the recommendation. I want David. this, do I? So it's me, is it? This is my problem? You need to remain calm. Calm? Calm? You want to see calm? <laughs> there's calm! Don't, Mr. Gallagher. Swing your cane around like that, you're going to fall and hurt yeah, yourself. Take this vase as well. Oh, oh, Mr. her stop this. Don't break the crystal. Go on, just get out of here and take all the flowers. Here, here's more for you. No, get them all out of here. Please don't be like this. I'll be anywhere I want, Sinead. Are you all right, Mr. Ryan? You're bleeding. Yeah, no, it's just the glass. Well, the glass shadow's just a little cold. No more flowers. No flowers, hear me? It's not a funeral home, it's my home. I live here! I live here! Of course you do, Mr. Gallagher. You hear me? I live here. Mr. Gallagher, this is totally out of order. You've injured Mr. Ryan. I live here. Oh, my God. Mr. Gallagher. Get away from me. Can I help you up? No! Leave me alone. Sinead, get the wheelchair for Mr. Ryan. I live here. Yes, miss. No more flowers. This is not a funeral home. No more flowers. Follow me, Mr. Ryan. I'll put something on that cup. I live here. Hey, how am I supposed to interview him? I mean, he's not going to... I know. Perhaps he might talk to you after he's had rest and so was up a bit. Sinead, take care of him. Of course, miss. No more flowers. Then there's a slow fade from your character whimpering to a close-up of a clear pearl of water in one of the petals of one of the flowers you've just knocked over. And then that pearl of water in slow motion rolls off and plunges down into the churning rapids of the river and we submerge and we're the eyes of the salmon again and the water is churning and foaming. So that was our first meeting, Johnny. Uh, looking back, it should have been a warning of what I was getting myself into, but this was my big break, and I couldn't let it go. You have been listening to the first episode of The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg, featuring the talents of David Murray, Sarah Green, Michael Sheehan, Morgan Jones, Georgina Miller, Liam Heffernan, Roger Gregg, and Paul B. Lennox. Our sound engineer was Mark McGrath. The series was recorded on location with post-production in Crazy Dog Studios. The Salmon of Blackpool was written, directed, and produced by Roger Gregg. Find out more at crazydogaudiotheatre.com. Crazy Dog Audio Theatre, in association with RTE Radio, presents The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg. Episode 2 
I was scarred the first time I met you, Johnny. You literally left me with this scar on the back of my hand when you were smashing all the crystal. See? Oh, yeah, you were a scary guy, all right. But still, I wasn't going to let the chance of a lifetime slip by. Somehow, some way, I had to write a screenplay about you. A happy, feel-good screenplay. <laughs> so, scene 57. Uh, a shot of you struggling to lift your leg, pulling her up like you're hoisting a lead weight golf bag. Then we cross-cut to the salmon, and they're leaping up river, leaping up out of the water, hurling themselves upward. Some make it, some don't. Some fall backwards, some fall into the rocks. Then the point of view cuts to our fish. We see what the fish sees as he charges up through the churning water. And he leaps up, up, up into the air. And we see the clear sunlight. And then in midair, it freezes. And then a slow crossfade to your dining room. And we see your hands frantically searching. Marcella had me take all the drink away. She what? I'm sorry, Mr. Gallagher. I have to do what she says. No, you don't! No, you don't! You do as I say! You refill the cabinet right now! I can't. It's gone. It's what? It's gone. All of it? All of it. Oh, damn. it! Marcella! Oh, no. Mr. Gallagher! Marcella! What? Get in here! Me, Mr. Gallagher. Where's all my drinks? I had it put away. It's in your interest. I'm in charge of my interest. Mr. Gallagher, please listen to me. As your nurse, I'm in charge of your health. And I know to you it might seem cruel, but the last thing you need is to aggravate your condition with large amounts of alcohol. I want a drink, Marcel. I need a drink. You have a drinking problem. Yes, yes I do, and it's my problem. You're a nurse, and I'm a drinker, and I will drink! Your drinking is making it extremely difficult for us to care for you. But that's not what I'm paying you for. When you wake up soaked in your own urine, Mr. Gallagher, as you have done more than once in the past month... my condition. It has nothing to do with your condition. I I have the... It is because you drink so much, you black out and you piss yourself. It needn't happen, and it shouldn't happen. Oh, come on! Sinead! Sinead, come on, kid. Come on, help me out here. Get the car. Go get some. I can't, can't, Mr. Gallagher. She will not assist you in this. You write a guy. Richie. What? Richie. Richie. Richie, 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 my my, my new best friend. You fancy a drink? Oh, I don't know. Mr. Ryan, I am asking you. Leave him be, Marcella. You leave him be. It's my right to drink. I'm a grown-up. What am I going to do? Damage my liver? I'm dying anyway, Right? Right? We can't stop you, Mr. Gallagher. It's your choice. There. Yes, it's my choice. Come on, Richie. You know what's going on here, don't you? Yeah, it's your funeral. Yes. (laughs) It's it's my funeral. That's great. That's great. You got a car? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Then let's get out of here. All right, do you want me to give you a hand? Watch yourself there. There we go, now. Then we jump cut to a collage of a night in the town 
and your character is wearing sunglasses so as not to be recognised. We pass dance clubs and restaurants and nightclubs. Finally, then, there's a close-up of our two mesmerised faces sitting in a bar. We're looking upwards, and the shot pans back to reveal the legs of a topless dancer in platform high heels. Such beautiful women. Well, she's actually Russian, actually, Johnny. <laughs> it figures. Fantastic! Fantastic! It makes it glad to be alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, it does. Can we bring him home? <laughs> I don't know if Marcella would approve of that. <laughs> Marcella, that woman's going to be the death of me. <laughs> oh, no fairness to you, Johnny. I think she is trying to keep you alive. Alive? Richie, how I spend my last days is up to me. Right, you're with me? I'm with you, Johnny, yeah. Okay, then I've done some thinking, and here's my offer. Your what? My offer! You make sure there's drink in the house. Oh, I don't know if No, I... no, you, you, you do that for me, and I'll talk to you, okay? Tell you whatever you want. About your life? Yeah, sure, whatever. Is that a deal? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a deal. Yeah, I really need your story, because I got a... Whoa! Dear God, did you see what you just did? Oh, gee, I'd say that's like some serious upper body strength. Russians! Great gymnasts! <laughs> then we jump cut to a pencil scribbling frantically on a notebook and slowly we pull back. Right, okay then. You got him down. Yeah, yeah, I got him down. Next page. Let's see. Hmm. Oh, around that time, I also had to deal with that other moron, uh, Henry Sutton. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was your co-star in uh, Chaos 3, yeah. Right. I like him. He's one of my favourite of all those you know, new Irish stand-up comedians. He's very, very funny. Like. Funny? Write this down. Quote, Henry Sutton is a completely talentless suck-up of the first degree, which, by the way, is how he got to where he is, fudge-packing that other queen. What's his name? Oh, look, look, sorry, but this just isn't what I'm looking for. What? You want the truth, right? That's what you said, the truth? Yeah, but the truth I'm is... I'm telling you the truth about all the scumbags out there. Yeah, but I'm not interested in all the scumbags out there. Ah, I see. Just the one in here, right? No, no. Oh, come on. That's what you think, right? Sure it is. And you know what? You're right. <laughs> I'm a scumbag. King scumbag. That's me. Ah, Sinead! Sinead! Where is she? Yes, Mr. Gallagher? Get me another bottle. This one's empty. Marcel and Dr. Whitman have made it really clear that you drinking all hours isn't going to I don't again. care about all hours. All the hours are mine from here on in, so whenever I say it's time to open another bottle, you get me another bottle, like right now. Yes, Mr. Gallagher. You know, I, I, I don't know about that kid. Well, she's very pretty. Sure, but I swear she's under Marcella's thumb, you know. What? What, Richie? Go on, say it. What's wrong with you? <sighs> Here you are, Mr. Gallagher, a new bottle of scotch. Oh, it's about time. Just open, will you? Just, what's wrong with this? Twist, you damned thing. Shall I open it for you? No. No. I can still do this. Mr. Gallagher, I am here to help. I don't need help. Maybe your hands are just... My hands are fine. They're still working. See? Feel that? Feel that? Yes, Mr. Gallagher. A fine grip you have. Yeah, see? It's just in my fingertips. Mm, damn it. Here, look, I look. No, I'll do this. I'll do this myself. Don't you know it's good physio for my fingers? Keeps them working. I'm going to open this if I have to use my teeth. Oh, there's no need for that, Mr. Gallagher. I want to open my own. Way. But I'm here to help you. 
There, see? Oh, whoa, 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 Johnny, take it easy. Mr. Gallagher, you should really let me do that. Sinead, I'll do it. Uh, see? Uh, half it's on the floor, but my glass is full. Uh, see, isn't it full? Better than all of it on the floor and your glass empty. <laughs> right. Right. Anyone else want a drink, Richard? No, no, thank you. Sinead. Come on, kid, join me. Come on, sit in my lap and I'll take you for a spin in my chair. <laughs> no, Mr. Geller, Come I can't. Come on, we'll race around. I'd love to, but I have to work. You'd love to. Mm. Working, right, you're working. But... But what? I, I just want to say... What? That I love all your films. I think you're really, really stunning. Great. Great. Thank you, Sinead. Well, it's true, really. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm touched in a truly profound manner. Sorry? Will we cry now? Somebody cue the violins. Get a close-up. As tear forms in beautiful girl's eye. Are you writing this down, Richie, for your movie? I'm not crying, Mr. Gallagher. It's just very sad. You're a great talent, I know, because I'm a singer and I act. Oh, you sing and you act. I was in Tops of the Towns last year with Finbar. Finbar? What's a Finbar? He's my fiancé. He sings as well in his own band. Oh, really? Yeah, he's been in three tops of the town so far. Three tops of the town? Fabulous. I could sing for you sometime if you'd like, you know, at the piano. Why? Why would I want to hear you sing? Well, because I'm... You're what? Oh, come on, Johnny, give her a break, man. I can't sing, Mr. Gallagher. I have talent. Oh, sure, sure you do. Believe me, no one with any real talent lets themselves waste away in this place. You do, Mr. Gallagher. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Wasting away. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> Go on, then. Play me one of your songs. Okay, well, this is a new thing I've been working on, but Finbar thinks it's too weird. Sure, just give us the song, kid. <clears throat> See, I step from the shoreline to the waves, reach my knees. I wade in deeper, I'm going all the way. Your little stream with your little dreams can hold me back today. Just release me into the deep. Don't try to fish me out. Promises I can't keep The ocean is calling Oh, let me go I wheel through the currents I dance through the waves Below me softly Kiss me with spray I leap to the sunlight From the wide open sea where it all goes, I'll never know Just let this dream carry me Ooh. Ooh. 
goes on from there, but that's basically it. Oh, oh Christ, and a bike. You wrote that yourself? Yeah, well, I write loads of songs. Are they all that good? I don't know. Bimbar doesn't like them much, but he prefers doing cover versions. Your voice is fantastic. Thank you. So what do you think, Mr. Gallagher? Mr. Gallagher? Get out. What? Get out. Go! I don't understand what... You don't belong here. You can be something. Thank you. Maybe you'll come and see me then. See you? I'm seeing you now. No, I mean with Fimbar. When he lets me get up and sing. What? His band has a residency every Tuesday. And he lets me sing the odd time. All right, you you don't want to jeopardize your residency. But you should come and see. Just go. Go. Seeing you move like that, Johnny, right there in front of me, well, that's when I got the idea that if I really wanted to be a writer, a real writer now, I should just write the truth. I sat staring at my movie script on my laptop screen, hit the lease on all the stuff I made up about that little blue-eyed boy from Cork, and started writing down what was really happening here each day with you. A gamble, I know, Johnny, it wasn't what Sheldon wanted, but... That's what I knew I had to write. How are you, Sheldon? Hi, Richie. How are you getting on? You got the email, did you? The attachment opened okay? Yeah, yeah, it opened fine, and I got the first scenes you wrote, and uh, I read them over. I knew what you think. Well, I think I'm not getting it. Uh, how do you mean? I mean, dark, you know, there's no light in this thing. It's just totally depressing. Yeah, but it is depressing. I mean, he's dying, like. Yeah, well, we know he's dying, Richie. But, but look, what you've given me here you know the thing opens page one and he's like roaring drunk and he's trashing the place and he's throwing flowers and furniture around you got him in a rage here and he's then you have him like abusing this what this little servant girl kind of character you got yeah right yeah well Sinead well that actually happened like yeah well you have him hurling like empty bottles at this girl yeah well he done that as well and then he nearly hits her (laughs) yeah (laughs) no no like that. But that actually happened. Well, that, you know, what's the deal with this servant character anyway? Well, she's real. She she actually works there. Yeah, well, I gotta tell you, Rich, you know, I'm a bit worried about what you're starting to do here. Yeah, look, there's no need to worry, Sheldon. Rich, it's, it's totally black. Yeah, sure, sure, yeah, but I think the real story here is the profound story. What? Uh, well, listen, right, think about it. The story that'll really move people is like the classic one about a man who's, who's he was so rich materially, but he's so poor in spirit. Poor in what? Spirit? Like, you know, he's 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 bitter and he's angry and he, he's dying alone. He's unloved because he's never loved anybody else. Alright, I get it. It's like a it's like a Scrooge thing then. Scrooge? Yeah, you know, that Scrooge guy, you know, the with the ghosts and stuff. Well, what do you call it? Um Christmas Carol. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dickens. Yeah, so I see what you're doing. You're you're gonna have him like uh be re- all nasty at the beginning. Okay, and then and then he's going to have, what, some kind of dream or get visited by an angel or something towards the end, and then and then he's going to change and become a good person, and he's going to find love, Well, right? well, I mean, the future's kind of up in the air. He's going to find love, right? I mean, the feel-good? 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The feel good. Yeah, right. Now you're with me, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm with, I'm with you, Sheldon. Yeah. Well, that's what I told Sheldon anyway. That's what I even told myself at the time. But sure. Well. Anyway, next scene. Uh, we cut back to that frozen still of the salmon. Now, it's his point of view, remember, and he's hurling himself through the raging white water. Then we crossfade from the white water into the white of the piano keys. Your character is trying to play the chords of Sinead's song. Sinead? Sinead, is that you? No, Johnny, she's gone home. It's Dr. Whitman and Marcella. Hello, Johnny. Oh, my medical support team. Johnny, can I have a word? Mr. Ryan, would you please wait outside? Sure. No, no, no. No, my, my friend stays here with me. Is it okay if I stay, Doctor? Yes. In fact, perhaps you can help us explain to Mr. Gallagher the seriousness of the situation. What situation? Mr. Gallagher, it is imperative that you let us do these neurologic examinations at regular (sighs) intervals. You just did one. Uh, No, uh, that was the NCV. NCV, whatever. Blood tests, urine tests, brain scans. Johnny, this is serious. Your nerve conduction velocity continues to show a marked decline. Great. The disease is progressing through your body. There are the first indications that it's affecting your upper regions. And you idiots have to wire me up like a Christmas tree for 12 hours to figure that out. Look, listen. I used to be able to play this thing. Where's Sinead? Johnny, please, cooperate with the Dr. Whitman. He's trying to help you. You want to help me? Of course we do. Then why don't you do as I ask? Uh, That's not an option. It's simple. I've explained to you the ethical and legal position. I don't care. Just give it to me and I'll do it myself. Richie here can do it. What? No, I don't... I'm sorry, Johnny. We cannot possibly countenance assisting you in this. Then what good are you people? There's no cure, is there? Right? Did I miss something? Is there a cure? No, there is no cure. Then why am I paying you people? We're here to help improve your quality of life. quality of life? What quality of life? I can't even wank properly anymore. And who disconnected my porn channel? Please. I didn't say to do that. And somebody did, and I want it back on. Now. I need a drink. Would you pour me a drink? Johnny, come on. Just do it. Look, Mr. Gallagher, I don't blame you. Rage, anger, denial. It's perfectly understandable and justified in the circumstance. To be frank, I can't even begin to imagine how awful this must be for you, a man of your creative talent. But believe me, a patient's attitude, your attitude, can have a major impact on... On what? How long before I choke to death? This is what happens in the end, right? Did you know that, Richie? Yeah. In a few months, I won't even be able to swallow my own spit. But we can help. Help. There are many procedures now. Respiratory suction devices, ventilatory assistance. We can make incisions and insert a breathing tube to prolong your life. Prolong? Being kept alive when you should just be allowed to slip away? I've seen it. You have, Johnny? Yeah. Look, I don't want to go through any more tests. I don't want to be prolonged. I don't want that to happen to me. Just don't do it. Richie, you won't let him, will you? 
Your drinking heavily is helping me. If I want to drink, I'll drink. We have medications that can help. I don't want them. Then at least take the rylazole to slow the disease and prevent the spasms. I don't want it. You may. When you begin experiencing seizure, they can be quite violent. Great. I look forward to it. Then we zoom into the white of the piano keys. Then it cross-fades into the white water, which is being relentlessly churned and agitated. And then through the pounding murk of the water, suddenly, the eye of the salmon. Extreme close-up now, taking up the entire screen. And there's terror and anguish in the eye, but, but there's also resolve. And then the eye is pulled back into the white murk. It surges and swirls, which cross-fades into the close-up of a drink being poured. Yeah, 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 I'm still here, Johnny. Uh, Johnny, I've been thinking, you must still have some friends in Cork, right? Yeah, you want a drink? No, 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 thank you. Oh, not come now. on, I'm a kind of Irish writer, are you? <laughs> you don't drink. <laughs> you know, I drink, like, but uh, just not when I'm working. Mm, right, work. Everybody around here is too busy working to have a friendly drink with me. Maybe I should hire some professional drinking buddies. Oh, why don't you? I've been there, Richie. Toadies, fans, hangers-on, party girls, parasites. I spend the first half of my career acquiring them and the second half shaking them off. What about your ex-wives? Let me tell you about my wives. Let's see. My first wife was old-fashioned. No matter how many I brought home, she just didn't like any of them. Not one single one. Any of who? My girlfriends. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I just wouldn't give any of them a chance, you know. <laughs> my second wife. Now, she liked my girlfriends too much. One in particular, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read about that one, yeah. yeah. What about your third wife? I had a third wife? Hell, I don't even remember. I was partying a lot around then. Who was she again? Cindy or Mindy or Topi or something? I asked one of my lawyers, you know. And uh, what happened then? Like, after that? <sighs> then what? Well, did you have more relationships? I had sex. With people, if that's what you mean. And I gave up on bothering with their names long, long ago. So that's why you became, a, you know, a recluse then. Never going out, you know, never seen anyone socially unless there was a, a hidden agenda. There's always an agenda, Richie. Always. What's your agenda with me, Johnny? You? Hey, you're my best friend. I'm, I'm hoping you'll pull the plug. <laughs> Come the time. Oh, yeah. Worms squirming under my skin. You see that? Yeah. You see that? Huh? Or Marcella caught it. Vesiculations or something? Yeah, it's like involuntary twitching. Oh, well, I ain't doing this on purpose. Oh, look at the muscles. Good. I see the palms, palms of my hands now. Full of earthworms squirming and squirming right through me, and I'm, I'm not even in the in the ground yet. Easy, Johnny. <laughs> Come on, now, easy. <laughs> Are you okay, Johnny? <laughs> What's the matter? 
Johnny, you okay? Do you want a drink of water or something? Johnny, you all right? Johnny? Johnny, Marcella! Marcella! Johnny, I don't know what's wrong with him. He's just started freaking okay. out there. He's all right. Hold his head. Johnny, hold his head back. Johnny, just breathe. Let me die. Look at me. Johnny, just take a breath. Look Let me die. Let me die. Let me die. You have been listening to episode two of The Salmon of Blackpool by Roger Gregg, featuring the talents of David Murray, Sarah Green, Michael Sheehan, Morgan Jones, Georgina Miller, Liam Heffernan, Roger Gregg, and Paul B. Lennox. Our sound engineer was Mark McGrath. The series was recorded on location with post-production in Crazy Dog Studios. The Salmon of Blackpool was written, directed, and produced by Roger Gregg. Find out more crazydogaudiotheatre.com And that was The Salmon Blackpool by Roger Gregg's Crazy Dog Audio Theatre. Um, just a fantastic piece of work. And, um, you know, it, it, it was uh, quite proud to be able to feature that on Radio Drum Revival, uh, one of the few places outside of Ireland that you could hear it uh, when it was first released. And now, about six years later, it still uh, stands up as one of the finer pieces of audio drama that I've heard. The use of uh, transitions, um, the field recording aspect, the uh, overall kind of uh, uh, tightness of the drama is just, um, you know, uh, about as good as it gets. So I'm pleased to have Roger Gregg back here on Radio Drum Revival. Um, there are, of course, hundreds of more hours of programming at radiodramarevival.com. Go ahead and dig through our archives there, uh, working on those, making those uh, perpetually uh, better and more searchable for you. Um, and you can, do, of course, find us on iTunes, search Radio Drama Revival, or Stitcher, same thing, Radio Drama Revival. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at Radio Drama, or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Radio Drama Revival. Um, that's a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalgh, copyright of individual shows. Remains that are original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates in on-air radio at WMPG-FM, that is Southern Maine's community radio. This podcast at radiodramarevival.com is a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in, and have a great week. Mm-hmm.